welcome to episode three of Born and Red, a podcast about Manchester United. So today we're going to be dissecting the Chelsea game. We're going to be looking ahead to Molyneux, Wolverhampton Wanderers, our next Premier League match. We're going to be discussing the rather underwhelming end to the transfer window. And Spurs 11 versus Manchester United 11, hear our important verdict. So, where do we begin? Uh, What a game. Um, And yet, one of the strangest 4-0 victories I think I've ever seen, to be honest. Um, (laughs) It didn't feel like it was heading towards a 4-0 victory until it was. Yeah. It was was a strange game. Um, I don't know about you, but I thought Chelsea were much the better team in the first half. I think that they were okay and they created a couple of chances. I don't think they were that good, but I also don't think we were that good. Um, and But we did almost a typical United thing of not actually playing well and just blowing them away on the counter-attack. It was beautiful. It was absolutely beautiful. Yeah, I was, I was very encouraged by the counter-attacking play. Yep. Um, particularly, I think, I think Rashford looked excellent on the left, which... I haven't really been championing. I prefer to see him through the middle, but I thought he was he was excellent. Well, as we've said, Marshall and uh, Martial and Rashford, um, they are going to be first choice strikers. It's that simple, purely because we don't really have anyone else mm. who, who they are the only two recognised strikers. You would say, obviously, apart from the likes of maybe Greenwood, but even Greenwood, I wouldn't say he's a striker as such. He's a, he's a forward player. I think he's as much a forward player as those two are. Okay. Um, well, obviously, you know, he's, he's on the fringes. He's yes. not even... Yeah. Um, um, and it's a lot of responsibility, and they responded absolutely superbly. Uh, Rashford's penalty created by himself um, was... The penalty itself was a la Parry. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> I, I said to my dad, oh, it, was, it was just like in Paris. He's like, what are you talking about? I was like, you know, when we uh, beat PSG in Champions League last <laughs> season, he's like... No, I don't remember. <laughs> I think he's get, he's getting old. Um, well, after after I said to him, "Oh, you know, remember the VAR controversy when Darlow at the show?" Oh yeah, yeah. I know. Uh, to be fair, I can imagine why someone wants to forget that purely because of what followed afterwards. Because that, funnily enough, PSG last season was actually a bit of a turning point. Yeah. That was like the highest point by far, and then we just slid into the abyss afterwards. Yeah. So I can understand someone wanting to forget it. Yeah, I don't um, think it was intentional. Though. <laughs> but yeah, nice to start the season off on the front foot. I had a sneaky suspicion purely based on the fact that it was Lampard and the fact that it was... Uh, I'm not going to say young Chelsea side because our side was actually younger yep. uh, on average 24 years and something so I think ours was 23 theirs was 25 something yeah, like that yeah something along those lines um, but they they were clumsy at the back uh, Zuma had a nightmare for them um, and, and yeah that going back to obviously Rashford's penalty yeah it was it was a shocker before that Zuma gave it away to Martial in like what was it the 6th minute yeah should have done better with yeah, that. Yeah, should have done a lot better with that chance. Um, but yeah, for all Chelsea's attacking intention, I, I don't actually think they were as good as, as as everyone says, but they were better than we were in the first half because we were poor in the first half. There's, there's no two ways about it. We looked nervous. Yeah. And now, is that down to age? Because it's a young side? I think it's probably just a hangover from last season. Because obviously, pre-season's gone well. 
but the end of last season was awful and it's, you know it's the first game of the new season it's, it's a big game against Chelsea another top six side yeah yep. and you, you, you're desperate to start on the right foot so perhaps there was a bit of nerves around that I don't maybe, know but, maybe, um, maybe. Uh, yeah I, I, I was I was happy I was um, yeah yeah absolutely it, it was it was uh, just a fantastic sort of day all round really um, and I think I need to offer a bit of a, a public apology Fortunately, this doesn't go out to too many people at the moment, so it's not going to be that public. But Harry Maguire, um, I totally underestimated the a the kind of player he is. I definitely did him a disservice just by saying, and I think you did as well, by saying he's a slightly better Phil Jones. <laughs> yeah. Maybe in ability, in pure technical terms, maybe we're not that far off with that assessment. But his his organisation, his leadership, the presence he's got at the back, the calmness he brought to that back four, and as I suspected, him and Lindelof, absolutely superb, the pair of them. Um, there were mistakes, but I think those mistakes came from the full backs well, it's, rather than it's, it's the, the first backs. first game that that back four have played together, you know, as a unit. Yeah. So you you got to expect them to take issues. a bit of time yeah. To, yeah. for them to gel, and I think you're quite right. Um, there was a couple of times, and I don't necessarily think it was the fullbacks' faults, but they were caught out of position. For example, there was one, there's one, um, one instance where Wan Bissaka had bombed forward on the right, and it was either Pereira or Pogba had lost it in the middle, and therefore he was out of position. And, yeah, you know yeah, things yeah. like that. But yeah, I do think that, you know a couple of the issues that we experienced in that first half were down to the fullbacks being out of position. Definitely, yeah, yeah. I noticed that. I, I've not had a chance to watch the full game again. Uh, I watched the highlights, but that struck me uh, at the time. The fullbacks were not covered when they were bombing forward, purely because there was no Matic-esque player on the pitch. Um, Which I was happy for. Absolutely. I, saw I, thought, McTominay was, was great. I thought McTominay was excellent. He, he was, he was very good. He was very good. I don't think we missed Matic. No. Um, well, no, that's my point. Maybe we did. In those circumstances where, like in particular Luke Shaw, um, but both Shaw and, and Wan-Bissaka got caught up the pitch and then it was left literally to the two centre-backs to try and cover for them. Uh, and that is when we caused problems ourselves. It, we, we caused that problem um, almost immediately. Uh, but again, maybe that will come with understanding. In Shaw's part, hopefully it will come with fitness. I, think, I, I thought Shaw was our worst player yesterday. Uh, he wasn't good. He, his attacking play, which normally redeems some of his, his defensive frailties, wasn't there. Um, I, thought, I, I thought he was poor. I thought, thought he was poor a lot of effort in getting forward and overlapping and was and did nothing with it. Well, I don't think he was used often. The one time he did get used, he pulled a poor ball back into yeah. the middle. Yeah. But um, they were using him far too often as a as a you know a decoy. He, he, I don't think he I don't think he got fed enough. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I agree with that. Uh, to a point, but I, the, the, I don't want to get into the negatives in, in quotation marks um, of yesterday just yet, uh, because sure is one of them. Um, I'd rather talk about so yeah, so Maguire. I mean, he was incredible. Um, it's, it's what we've been missing. Um, yeah, I, I can't absolutely. remember anyone being so commanding in the air for us. I mean, Vidic was good, but I think Maguire's a different level. He is, he is. He, he won 
uh, I'm the you know the stats all over Twitter if anybody feels a need. But he won you know the vast majority of his, his most duels. most clearances, most won duels, most interceptions. Yeah, all that yeah. Jazz. Um, and it, it, what as I say it wasn't just about his his technical proficiency in, in winning those challenges. It was just we looked a bit more solid at the back, and that was with uh, you know a 21 year old at right back, um, who again Wambasaka was excellent, but as we've just uh, kind of touched on. He was out of position occasionally. There's just plenty to come from him. I'm not worried. Oh, not at all. Not at all. He he was he's I'm extremely um, uh, yeah extremely excited and extremely positive about the fact that Wambasaka is going to be our right back for the next decade, hopefully. And whilst we're talking about the defence, it was encouraging to see that the centre back that made the bench was Twanzebe. Indeed, yes, that was that was telling, and, and Solskjaer said as much before the game. He said, "Oh, you know." You'll see by my team and squad selection who who's really sort of um, at the forefront this season, and that's, it was that's great a, to see. That's a pity then because Ashley Young was on the bench. That's, as well. a, that's a very good point. But uh, no, you know, he is the club captain, so you've got to have the club <laughs> captain at least somewhere near the near the team. Yeah, and I mean, you know, as, as long as he is just on the bench, that's that's fine by me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, it was it was it was good. I know it was good to see Greenwood uh, on the bench as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no Chongo Gomez. No. Um, they both I, played for the um, under 23s. They did, they did. But I think um, that was because he knew that they weren't going to be involved in this yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I want to see more of them this season. I think it's probably right that they weren't involved against Chelsea first game of the season. Yeah. You, you probably needed the Matter and the Matic on the bench with a bit more experience just in case things did go a bit beat You've got to get the blend right and Chelsea did not. Chelsea and did became not. a cropper. Um, now I, going couldn't, f- I couldn't believe they didn't play Kante. I thought he was slightly injured. Well, he came on from off the off the bench, so or not fit, maybe. Yeah, I just I can't believe it. And Giroud as well. I think he's uh... that was yeah that was odd. Um, yeah. But again, he was he, he obviously wanted to go for Tammy Abraham up front. Who he seems like a, a decent enough striker, but he seemed trying to muscle Maguire out of the way. For... Well, that's that's it. And then uh, he lost the ball, and uh... before you know it, we're up the other end. Yeah, of exactly what you want to see. Now, from club captain Ashley on to. Captain on the day, David De Gea. Again, um, Maguire's presence and that that almost settled back four. De Gea was his old self. Yeah. Pulled off some, I won't say world class saves, but he was solid. He was dependable. You never got the impression he was going to drop anything or no. or miss anything. He made he made a lot of mistakes towards the end of last season, and it just it, it just looked like that wasn't wasn't going to be an issue. Yep. I'm still a bit concerned about his distribution, but. Um, He's never he's never going to be a Edison or uh, an Allison. Um, he's he's never going to be the kind of goalkeeper that, that even brings the ball out and plays these pinpoint passes. Um, but he is the world's best shot stopper on his day, though. Yeah. Well, I'm very happy that we've got a settled back four now. Yeah. And that's going to make all the difference going yeah. forwards. Yeah. I think uh, McTominay that's his position to lose. Um, yes. I think. Pogba, uh, it was weird. He, he wasn't great in the first half, oh, but the second Pogba. half, he was uh, he was he was excellent. I I mean, I, I I'll I'll firstly admit I was about five pints of Guinness deep by the time the game rolled around, um, and I get vocal and emotional after a few beers. And I was vocal about Pogba. I, I was uh, sat next to my mate, and we were both like, "What's he doing?" It's, it's typical Paul Pogba. He's losing the ball, pirouetting in his own half. Trying to take on three, four plays when there's no need in his own half, but then there is literally 
probably three players in the world that can play that pass for yeah. Rashford's goal. It was it was ridiculous. And I watched a, a little bit of the Sky highlights last night. And I don't. I was like, why are they not concentrating on Pogba's pass more? It was world class. Yeah. And Rashford took it brilliantly. And, and Rashford took it fantastically. That's the kind of goal last season he'd have been muscled out by. Was it Aspilicueta getting back? Yes. Yeah. Uh, he'd have he'd dilly dally dilly dallied and some, he'd have got back in and put his foot in. Whereas yeah. uh, this time he just took it down. Ruthless. L- little second to, to compose himself and then boom. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. And and again, this is what you will get from Pogba. Now, I actually think that when the foreign transfer market slam shut uh, I think actually providing he hasn't been sold which I would be utterly shocked at I actually think he'll settle down a bit because he came out after the game and he said oh there's always question marks over my future um, and I don't think he's itching for a move I think he's like well if one comes along great if not I think he realises he's got to knuckle down and, and he, he it could be defining for him he could be the leader of, of a lot of these young players yeah. and show them the way. Um, and I, I hope he does. I don't think he's ever going to down tools. Um, I think he, I think he genuinely wants the move. Um, yes. But I think he probably recognises that it's going to have to be £130, £150 million pounds next season. And nobody is able to pay that for him at the moment. No. So no. he's got to, yeah, he's, he's got to knuckle down and play to the best of his ability. Otherwise... That move might go away, you know, if he doesn't yep. perform all season and he's he, he's that more consistently that poor Pogba that we've seen, unfortunately, too many times in the past. Poor Pogba, or Paul, poor Paul Pogba. Pogba. Yeah. Um. So I think if he if he does want a move to a to a Real Madrid, most likely he's gonna have to put the hard yards in this year and. Uh, yeah, yeah. It must it, it, to I the mean, level we know he's capable of. It must it must have hurt him that derisory offer of twenty odd million and hammers. That yeah. must if you're I mean, he's obviously a proud man. Yeah. He obviously thinks a lot of his own ability, which is great, he's got a lot of confidence. But then the team that you're itching for a move for uh, move to, sorry, they they prioritise Eden Hazard above you, they prioritise Jovic ahead of you, and they spend the money that was meant for you, uh, and then they come in with an offer that Plainly, isn't going to be accepted in I think, a million years. I think that's kind of how we ended up keeping De Gea as well, because I think the way that we said to De Gea was, "Look, they've come in at the very last minute for you, offered this amount, you know, and, and they're not. Do they really want you? Do, do they want you that that badly? Yeah. They've they've not put the effort in to get the papers in early enough so it gets over the line. Stay here, yeah. and he signed a new deal. Yeah, and yeah, he signed another one now. So yeah, indeed, is he is he signed? I don't know. There's been lots I think of, he has. I think he's agreed a new deal. I don't think he's actually signed mm-hmm. a new deal. Well, whilst, whilst, whilst we're talking a little bit about uh, signings of contracts and players and leaving, etc., were you as kind of underwhelmed with the closing of the transfer window yeah, as I was? We said this last week, um, and I stand by what I said, which was essentially if we stick with just having signed three players, it will be disappointing at best yeah. uh, and we had I mean all this nonsense about Dybala um, and, and any other players we were linked with Ericsson I mean come on it, that's not going to happen in the last two days of a window um, doesn't mean to say I think we were wrong in not signing Dybala I think if the reason we didn't sign him was because he truly didn't want to be here and that apparently his image rise and wages were, were the demands were too high then fair play 
that's the kind of stance I want us to take. Yeah, agreed. But at the same time, he was obviously a basically a last minute punt. Yeah. Um, and it makes you wonder: Did we have anyone else? Anyone else lined up? What what happened? What happened there? Was it a case of Solskjaer said right? Pretty obvious. He said straight away we want Maguire. Took us long enough to get him, but we got him. Yeah. Wan Bissaka, ditto. Uh, James, you know, they called him Hammers then. Mm-hmm. Kind of Welsh Hammers. Um, Daniel Hammers. Daniel Hammers. Uh, ditto. So those three players we know that Solskjaer wanted, and he got them. Fair enough. But surely, uh, what was it all so, hinging on Pogba like we suspected? Uh, so one thing I got from Ollie was, and is this personally what he called you? No, I, I, I wish. Uh, <laughs> Although I did used to know a girl that babysat for him when I lived in Bramall. So, um, one of my good mates uh, ran into him while he was out for a job one day. Literally, or like no, li- yeah, like... literally, literally, sort of like kind of accidentally bumped into him. Mm. Um, anyway, as you were. Yeah. Um, so I think one of the things he said when when quizzed about the the transfer window was um, that, of, and I I don't know if everybody picked up on this because you know English isn't his first language, or sometimes the way he talks is is a little bit. Uh, ambiguous, but he said we we spoke to unfortunately we spoke to a lot of players and unfortunately we didn't get some of the answers that we wanted from those players, which I think obviously translates as it could be it could be he, one of two things. He doesn't. I, I don't think he means. Oh, they said no. I no. think he means they didn't uh, give us like an interview, like the right yeah. answers. I think yeah, and if that's the case, then fair play. Like yes. we, we've gone out, we've spoken to these players. And they haven't had the desire, the hunger, the whatever, the vision that, that Ollie has. And he's been like, no. Yeah, which is fair enough. And that was abundantly clear from the three we signed yesterday. So one thing, I don't know if you noticed after the goals, was was like this team huddle. Um, and and you could see, and I was watching it again on the highlights, and Maguire and Wan-Bissaka and Maguire, you know, having a word, having a word with the lads once we'd scored and getting everyone's heads screwed back on. And then Daniel James comes on. And his celebration, what do the kids say these days, hit me right in the field. He just you know, he just meant so much to him. He's obviously been through a turbulent time with the loss of his dad and stuff. And um, it just, like, that's what we want to see as fans. We want to see the players give a shit. Did, did you did you notice Anthony Martial almost crack a smile when he scored as well? Was that, so his celebration was almost like, look at me, I'm smiling. Is yeah, that almost yeah. the I, I think it to, was. Uh, yeah. Oh, you know, he never, he never smiles. Yeah. He's a miserable French. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I totally agree. All, all three of the players we have signed desperately want to be at United. Yes, yeah, yeah. And that's the way it should be. And, um, y- y- and I would rather play the Scott McTominay's, the Mason Greenwood's, even the Jesse Lingards, yeah, because they uh, want to be at United. So Lingard, now uh, it seems I was maybe I've been caught in some public opinion on this. Um, You've been very harsh on him over the last couple of episodes. Yeah, because I'm just not a huge fan of the guy. And and yesterday, I must admit, when I was watching the game, I, he was the classic six out of ten for me. A lot of hard running, a lot of effort, just. You know, we won four 0 He's a forward player, and he wasn't involved in any of the goals. Not no. really. He laid it off to Pogba for the for the wonder pass, but that's what he is. He's he's a bit of a hard worker, and that's kind of all he is. And give his place to Mason Greenwood. I think he's um, very dangerous when he's running with the ball at his feet, though. There's a, there was a couple of times when he was dribbling past them and got brought down, hacked down just outside the area. He is dangerous. In which case, he needs to do it more often. Yeah, he does. Um, I. 
I've got a bit of time for him because he is a United lad that it, that you, can, you can see that it, it means a world to him to play for United mm. and he puts in the hard yards as well. yes. and, he, and he is I don't think we've got a better player in those front four at, at pressing and That's closing it. He, down he fits the system well yeah he does fit the system well now what do you think of Pereira and uh, by the way I noticed how you just scurried over Lingard you know I, I was I, I had more to say but uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it. I'm gonna I'll, I'll leave it with it was a six out of ten day. I think we can do better, but I agree with the sentiment that he, he does try hard. Um, I'd rather him than Dybala turn up one in four hundred grand a week and, and putting in half yeah. half the effort. Yeah, agree. So Pereira now again plenty of times in the first half. Although a lot of the team were guilty of this, I turned to my mate I was sat with and I said he's just not good enough. He's not good enough. I think he wants too much time on the ball for the Premier League. Yeah, he's, he's clearly got a lot of quality, but he, he just wants too much time on the ball. Yeah. Um, and, my, and my mate said he was like, "Look, if he can't make it, you know, against some lower teams in, in the Spanish, uh, you know, Premier League, what, what, what do they call La Liga? Yeah. Um, he's not going to make it in Man United, and it's a fair point. He didn't. He didn't pull up any trees in Spain. He's the." <laughs> He's got these moments like the assist. Yeah, it's great, great cross. Great cross, really fantastic cross, and he can he can he can score the odd thirty yard worldy, but that is that is married to as you say a player that wants too much time on the ball, um, and just doesn't. I don't think he produces the quality consistently enough to to nail down that midfield role, yeah. that number ten role. I agree. I, I wonder if that's. Partly down to the fact that he's in and out of the team so much, but no, he's, he's only going to nail he's... down a spot if he's not giving the ball away so much yeah, when he's when he's yeah. pressured. I mean, it's one of them where I mean, you could even if you're Ollie, maybe give him the first few games and see how he settles into it. I, just, I genuinely just don't think the, the the consistency of quality is there with him though. I think if you're going to play him as well, I think you've got to play him in that number ten role that Lingard was occupying like yesterday. Yeah. Um, I would probably rather see either James or Greenwood out wide. Yeah, absolutely. Because as we said last week, neither Lingard nor Pereira are wide players. No. Um, and even when they, they start there and they play there, you, you can tell that, I mean, Rashford's perhaps not a winger, but he was given more natural width than either of those two Yes. Um, yeah, on yeah, the other absolutely. side. They, they both but, want to come in. Having said that, Wan-Bissaka provided a hell of a lot of width, which is good to see. He did. He needs to improve I think um, in the final third but I, I was encouraged yeah, but he wasn't we... turning back and passing the five yard pass inside like Tony V and he wasn't um, randomly hitting the ball to nobody like Ashley like Young Ashley Young yeah absolutely he's um, the thing that encourages me about Wan-Bissaka is defensively he's there already he's going to get better but he's there defensively the, the offensive side of his game the attacking side can be coached like I think you, you get so many fullbacks that are almost like failed wingers and they're okay going forward, but defensively they they're just not great. And I think when Wambasaka is his defensive side is so strong, he's so good in the tackle that I think anything else can be coached. And I think he's going to get better going forward. Um, but I still uh, I still settle on what we've said in the past sort of couple of uh, episodes. We are missing a midfielder and we are missing a right forward. And I think if we had those two players, I think we'd definitely be nailed on for top four. And I think we'd, we'd probably be looking at, at 
bettering Spurs this season and then really challenging City and Liverpool. I think we are two to three players away so the thing from with, that the thing position. With, the thing with Spurs is I, I, I don't see that they've got a squad. They've got a, they've got a team and two, three players. It's improved. It has improved. Look also Sessegnon. Yeah, fair play. Fair point. I was disappointed that we weren't in for Sessegnon or perhaps he already had his heart set on going to Spurs. You, you don't know these things, but I thought like in a, in a window where there was ridiculous prices being banded around. 25, 25 million for a young English uh, prospect that scored a shit ton of goals in the Championship yep. when he was there. I know it's a step up to the Premier League, yep. but he was only 18. Championship is not an easy league. Yeah. Um, I, think, I think that's a steal, really. Yeah. Um, yeah. It makes you wonder why we weren't in for him, because he almost seems to me he's not as good, he's definitely not as good as Wan-Bissaka uh, uh, in the defensive um, portion of his game, but he's, he's that similar, like you've just said, young, English, uh, fantastically exciting prospect. Twenty-five million. It's, it was no one. Yeah, again, again, it baffles me sometimes. Why, you know, Ollie or one of the scouts just not saying to Woodward, "Look, twenty-five million, mate. It's nothing." We might have spoke to his agent, and his agent been like, "Look, he, he wants to. Stay, he's a London lad, isn't he?" He is. Yeah. He, he wants to stay in London. Spurs are in for him, and we think that's what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Entirely, uh, entirely possible um, that that happened. So, yeah, as I was saying, I just think that it's it's a bit of a missed opportunity this summer. Um, on the one yeah. hand, massive encouragement. As I said, I am excited and, and we've carried our pre-season form and, more importantly, structure into the Premier League. Brilliant result, regardless of the Chelsea that we played. It was a brilliant result. Uh, Old Trafford was rocking and, and it, was, it was great to see. I just think that... Even even one world class midfielder could have made the difference between. I, just, I mean, you know, regardless of Park the Pogba situation, we we lost Herrera and we didn't replace yes, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Fellaini now, obviously, you know, quality wise, great, <laughs> not a problem. Um, but numbers, pure numbers in the middle of the park, and and we 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 went into this in, in more detail last week. I just it would have been the difference to me between we. Sh- I, I am very hopeful actually. We will get top four. Because I look at Arsenal, I look at Chelsea, who are basically probably the main contenders for that fourth spot. And I think, no, we're better than both of them. Arsenal, Arsenal or Arsenal, I'm going to rely on that. I think Arsenal are going to be better this year because it's, it's, another, it's another year into Unai and Emery's sort of development of that squad. And some of the players they've bought, are, you know, I think they've done quite well. Danny Caballos is a, is a very, very solid player. Pepe looks decent. Yeah. Tierney's a good left back. Yeah. Again, sorry, I totally forgot to mention that when we're talking about Sessegnon. Yeah. Tierney, exactly the same situation. British, 25 million. And I just, I'm, I'm going with Luke Shaw the way I am with Ling, Lingard in the fact that I think Shaw's had plenty of time he didn't look particularly fit. I don't think yesterday. I think he's always. I think since his leg break in particular, he's had a bit of a weight issue, maybe, and a bit of a fitness issue. And I just think, even if it's just a challenge for his place, because there is no one. There is no one. Ashley, Rocco. You know, there is no one challenging for Luke Shaw's place. Darlow isn't really a left. Darlow isn't a left back. Yeah, even though he's played there a couple of times. He has, that. but he, he's not. He's not going to challenge Shaw for that spot. And I just think that's again gross oversight for so two potentially fantastic young British left backs have gone for twenty five million. Mm. And it's, we we spent fifty for a fantastic right one. Yeah. So again, is it literally that there was? 
I, I don't know because I want to say something along the lines of I want to blame it all on the Glazers and Woodward and say, oh, they've just said we can't spend any more money until Sun comes in. But I, I don't. Ollie said that. that the money's there. Yeah. I, yeah, and I, I, I believe Ollie when he says we've not had the right answers from the players that we identified. Yeah. Um, I am absolutely baffled as to why we've come out and said. Now we're going to start looking at uh, filling this technical director role now that the window's shut. I think it's nonsense. I, I mean, it's nonsense. I think it was there. I think they were. That was a b- bizarre PR attempt to appease, like because there was a lot of social media discontent mm-hmm. um, a, a, about the fact we didn't sign anyone else, and maybe it was just to appease that because if we if we do anything decent before Christmas, if we if we're there or thereabouts come Christmas, I don't think that that director role is going to be brought up again. I think it's a PR exercise, to be honest. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm... I'm, I'm uncertain as to what, what this person, this role, is actually going to achieve as Apparently well. Apparently it's nothing to do with transfers. Then, you know, is, 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 isn't Nicky Butt's new role that yeah. kind of technical yeah. te- development from new teams to first team? What, what What is the technical director like? Oh, yeah, we're going to play a certain way kind of thing? I'd... I As I said last week, who is the person that is going to say, right, we're Man United, we play this way, we're going to sign this type of player, we're going to have this kind of structure and this progression from youth team to first team, regardless of the manager? Who is that person? It's not Woodward, obviously. I don't even think it's going to be Nicky Butt. I mean, if it is, fantastic. There has to be a culture at the club led by preferably an individual in a director role saying those things and doing that because regardless of what we think of the likes of City that's kind of what they've done certainly in terms of um, they, they do their transfer business like flawlessly yes they have essentially unlimited funds yes they've bought right back centre backs and left backs left right and centre for 60 million um, but what they're doing is working mm. they got the Guardiola thing in place like they were they were prepping for Guardiola's arrival for a good two, three, four years before he came. Like, that is that is long-term thinking. We don't have that. Uh, and you can only hope that actually now, with the likes of Solskjaer, Field and Carrick, but, you know, and, and, and any other ex-players, be it Fletcher or Rio, that come in, you can only hope that actually, long-term, we are going to get our shit together. Yeah. I, I do feel like United has to be run by United men. Yeah. Yeah, by footballing men. Um, and it's and the, the the truth is it hasn't been the last five seasons. Woodward's been been firing his checkbook off, left, right, and centre, just just getting these big money superstar media social media players in, and it, and it's it's failed hopelessly. Uh, but you know m- maybe we are actually the last five years has been almost necessary in order to, to get to the point where we are now. Solskjaer in place, young players coming through. I am I'm gonna remain positive this season until until I'm pretty sure your text to me the other night were pretty much the opposite. When the when the window slams shut. Hey, this is what one game can do. Um yeah, it, yeah, I was massively disappointed. But uh Ollie has Ollie has has, has shown me the light and given me faith yesterday with, as we said, not just the team selection, not just the way we're playing, but the subs bench, putting likes to Zabi on there, having faith in in younger players. Uh, it's I'm, I'm, I'm positive. Don't, yeah, I'm positive. So, so what one game down, so far so good. Yeah. 
Look ahead to next Monday, a week today. Wolves, Wolverhampton. Away. Yes. Now, we no. had two pretty disappointing displays there Three. towards, the end, of, well, towards no, we, the end of last season. Two two games away there that we yeah. lost. And we drew the other one. Is that right? Old Trafford? Probably. We didn't win many games at Old Trafford no, last season. No, we didn't. Um, so they, they, they whimpered to a 0-0 draw at Leicester. Uh, by all accounts, though, they had a goal disallowed by VAR. VAR. Uh, let's not discuss VAR. Did you did you did you enjoy the uh, VAR um, lady uh, announcements at <laughs> that stage? Almost like robotic, like mm. it, it was awful. It reminded me of I don't know. It almost reminded me of watching like some American sports, but at least like the NFL, they have the referee announcing yeah. over the loudspeaker. I I felt like um, it didn't actually slow the game that much at Old Trafford. No, I didn't get that impression to be fair, but the decisions weren't difficult. No, no. There were no decisions where it was like, oh, we'll bet you that again. There was a, a book in the, the red card. Yeah, it was what like was 10, 15 seconds. It, it was. Um, uh, so, who, who was it? One, one of Chelsea players clattered into. Um, it was Tammy Abraham, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, he, he was. literally like kicked through. Yeah. I want to say Lingard, but mm, I've not seen it back, so therefore I'm guessing if it wasn't on the highlights, it wasn't that. Yeah, I, I think it, I think it was just a late um, challenge. Yellow card was fair enough. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Wolves. So yeah. So anyway, as we were saying, Wolves nil nil Leicester. We've got a point to prove. We actually uh, in the cup game started fantastically. Against, mm. Was it was it the cup game? I can't remember the first. Both those games blend into one nightmare. But basically, we we took our foot off the gas and yeah, because we we were, you know, putting the sword to them really. Yeah, and then all of a sudden just whimpered out, capitulated. Yeah, and this is where I think Harry Maguire is going to come in. Yeah, uh, I can't see that happening with with him and that back five uh, this season. I so I said last week uh, until you convinced me otherwise that I was potentially happy with a with a, a draw against Chelsea, a score draw. Yeah. Until you were like, no, no, we got to win. I just felt like that that Chelsea team with their best player taken out and the, yeah. the young players and that you, were never you're absolutely to correct. Play. You're absolutely correct, and when we did, we smashed them. Um, I gotta say the same again. Yes, it's away. Yes, Molyneux can be a tricky place to go. Yes, Wolves were, were were decent last season, but these are the games. Like I, this one thing I did say is that I'm glad we played Chelsea and Wolves first. We did, there was no whimpering past teams like no offense. Brighton or Newcastle. Yeah, again, this false sense of... False uh, sense of, yeah. uh, of positivity and security. Not quite a baptism of fire. It's not Liverpool and City and Spurs or even Arsenal. But Wolves are a great side. But uh, we, we've got to be looking for the victory. We've got to be looking for the victory in a game like this. I, I've, got, I've got a lot of time for Wolves. And I think they did excellent last year. Um, obviously coming up from the Championship and putting in that level of performance consistently great throughout side. the season some fantastic it was players. great they did taper off towards the end after yeah. they beat us uh, uh, uh-huh. unfortunately um, so I'm going to be interested to see how they get on this year because I I don't feel like they can reach the same levels again um, so the first thing I'll say about Wolves is I would happily take pretty much any one of their midfielders Never as um, uh, Moutinho, even even though he's he's aging a bit, you know he would have reinforced our midfield. Uh, Dendonka, sorry, um, and there's a fourth. Who I'm forgetting. Uh, who am I forgetting? The fourth midfielder that got is really good. Anyway, um, they yeah they've got some really good individual players. Uh, that said, I think you're right. There might be a bit of almost. Uh, 
um, is it is it the second? It's not the second season, is it? Yeah. Second season syndrome. Yeah. I I do. I think there's going to be second season syndrome because I think their fans are going to expect more. Um, I think I think that yeah, the the worst thing they could do is go the the fans. This is, um, is go into the season expecting that okay, we're challenging for top six now. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't think that's no, realistic. I, no, I don't at all. I think they should be looking to some men in the top ten. Yeah, I think that would be a healthier outlook for them. Um, so I think I think before yesterday's result and looking ahead at this season, they'd have been like, "Yes, let's take United early and uh, see if we can make a stamp and you know set the tone yeah. for the rest of the I season." I don't think they're going to be looking forward to it. I don't think so anymore. I think they'll have seen that um, performance against Chelsea and been like, "Ah, yeah, United have, have got Dif- the shit together." Different beast yeah. to what we faced at the Absolutely. end of uh, last season. And, so. I, and, and again, I'll come back to Maguire. Maguire is is a large part of the reason I'm going into that game with more confidence. Um, he's just. He, he was he was just a he was a, a monster at the back. He was a, he was a beating Paul Bogler's calling him the beast. Well, I think that's fair. Yeah. Um I just love the way that like every like even like the hoofed clearances and the big like head headers yeah. out like, <laughs> which is <cheers. laughs> and I think I think Juan Basaka took a bit of a leaf out of his book as well. There's a couple of times we just like belted him out. <laughs> and my dad was like well, why, why, why is he not being a bit more composed on the I'm like, I'd rather just smash it out. If there's any doubt, smash it out. The Maguire effect. Yeah. Have um, it. And uh, yeah, maybe we have, maybe, because I, I thought, I thought Guardiola was being uh, almost facetious when he was saying last week after we signed him, or uh, I don't know if you saw Guardiola's quotes, and he's like, oh, United you know, a fantastic player, and he's going on, he's quick and strong, and and I'm like, quick? And I'm like, is Guardiola taking the piss here? But actually, maybe City did want him, but just couldn't, you know, take the risk with FFP. Yeah, I don't think that they could justify spending that much. No, because um, if they had got him, because obviously they've lost company, um, have they signed any other centre backs? I don't think they have. I think their plan is to play Fernandinho, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, because they uh, they started that Rodri in midfield in yeah, the last game. Yeah, I, I I didn't watch it. I was uh, too busy sunning myself in Spain. To yes, no, to be, I uh, did, I did not watch it either. To um, be concerned with what City or Liverpool <laughs> were doing, I did catch the um, Villa Spurs second half because I was uh, pleasantly surprised to see that Villa were winning, uh, and then yeah, I did exactly the same thing. I tuned in for the last half an hour um, because Villa were winning, and then before. Ericsson happened and oh, the changed changed the game for him. <laughs> Harry Kane's so clinical, isn't he? He is. He's a great striker. And again, uh, as I said last week, with um, I can't remember who I was talking about, but I was saying the kind of player that United would have gone out and bought straight away as soon as he looked like he was going to do anything. Because again, young British, you're going to pay two hundred million for him now, which we're, obviously no one's going to do. And, and this is an interesting thing about the changing market. Like, can you see a player like Harry Kane, even though you know you've got teams that are bigger than Spurs um, in the sense of what they're doing at the moment. Can you see anyone forking out for Kane? Like, ever? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Apart from maybe like a Real Madrid. Well, let's be honest. Levy is a very astute businessman when it comes to his transfer deals. Yes, when it comes to selling players, definitely. And he's he's not going to get his pants pulled down over Harry Kane. So you are talking... Around the two hundred million, million yeah. I, I can't see anybody. I mean, United it, United are one of the few who would not be constrained by FFP, and I think could in theory afford it. But I don't think it fits into the way we're moving now. No, I I, I, I know we've spent a world record fee on Harry Maguire. Yeah, 
I don't know. If it was like 120... Oh, I thought you meant I don't think it would fit into uh, the team, like oh. the way we play. Well, I, that too as well, because he, he doesn't have the, the base that we're trying to He's play. He's almost with. a typical... I don't know, I don't, bullish sounds like I'm paying him a disservice, but he is a very British centre-forward, isn't he? So as, as good as Harry Kane is as well, I don't know if I see a Real Madrid or a, or a Barcelona or a Juventus, whoever, yeah. that might have that kind of money. Um lying around or, or given to them by their local governments or whatever. Um, <laughs> Selling the training ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't see them spending that kind of money on Harry Kane when the, he's not in that top, top echelon where you've got your, your Messi, your Neymar, your Ronaldo. And they only spent 80, whatever million it was on the Hazard. I just... Yeah, maybe, maybe. But as as big a club as Madrid are, I don't think they like to spend a lot of money. They they've had our pants down over the over the years yeah. with a few different players. Yeah, and they've you know, if if they went for Pogba next season, I think that would be their well, one. Well, correct me if I'm sign. wrong. I don't think they've. I think uh, Gareth Bale's still their highest. Eighty five. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They've not gone silly like. Um, PSG, PSG in and particular. Barcelona when and they Barcelona. were signing uh, Dembele and Coutinho a couple of years ago. Yeah, what was that? One thirty, one fifteen. Spaffing money all over this. Griezmann one oh seven, although that might still be one thirty. I don't know. That's all. Yeah, that was weird. That, was it one seventy even? Um, is its release clause before that date? Uh, no, I think it was one forty or something, and then it went down to one oh seven. Yeah. Um, and apparently now they're they're heavily tipped for Neymar. Um, so, so yeah, uh, what were we talking about? How did we get on to Harry Kane? Uh, we were just talking about the other teams that we were watching over the course yeah, of the weekend. Yeah, of course. So, so, yeah, like at the moment, my projection for the season is fourth. <laughs> After one game, that's... that's. Well, I think we said this last last week or the week before, the, the minimum target has to be like top four. Yeah. And if we finish fourth, I think that would be... And I hate saying this as, as a United fan because we should be challenging for, mm-hmm. for, for winning titles, not... Um, the Arsenal title, um, but I think if we do finish top four, that will be considered an an, an okay be, season. Be a good season, yeah. Uh, anything in excess of that, if we can manage to pip Spurs to third or whatever, because yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm in under no illusion. I think Liverpool and City are, are gone. Like there's yeah, there's, absolutely. There's no catch <laughs> based on based on the evidence of the weekend. Um, I think Liverpool might struggle a bit more if they have a few more injuries. Mm, but yes. having having said that, I think that the, yeah the Alisson is out for a few weeks. Yeah, I had to transfer him out of my fantasy team, Sharpish. <laughs> um, it annoys me because I want to say, I know we keep saying, oh, you know, four, fourth would be good. I, I, I do think that maybe we should be looking at Spurs and, and thinking, well, are they that much better than us? Are they? Are they that much better? I know they got to the Champions League final. So, well, they're definitely let's... better than his last season. Are they going to be that much better? Let's take it player for player. Would you take Loris over De Gea? Mm-mm. No. Nope. Would you take um, Walker Walker Peters over Wambasaka? Or uh, Aurier? No. No. Would you take Alderweireld over Lindelof? No. I think he's excellent at Alderweireld. He's very good, but no, I would not. Yep. Would you take? I've got a soft spot for Lindelof. Would you take the Tongan or Sanchez over Slabed Maguire? Absolutely not. Um, you'd probably take Danny Rose over Luke Shaw, though. I think they're both as flawed as each other. Yeah, and then they've got Sessegnon as well, I suppose. Uh, moving into midfield, mm-hmm. 
They have got a couple of decent players. Right, so midfield is, is the area where... So they've got, what, Don Bailey, Eriksson will class as a midfielder. They've got um, Luke Helso, who we've not seen much no, of. No, I don't know much about him, to be honest. They've got Winks. Winks, um, and who else did they play there before they brought Eriksson on? I remember. No. But, oh, Sissoko. Sissoko. Who I don't particularly rate. But, so we've got... Pogba is our Ericsson, if you like. Yeah, but I, I, don't, you know. I think I, I I wouldn't pick any of them over Pogba. No, but over a, over a growing McTominay. And um, and then you've got to look at the rest. Pereira, Matic, Fred. Yeah, I'd probably take any of them over any of those three. Yeah, and I think Don Bailey, uh, looking at him and the way he played for Spurs, is the kind of player that we should have been in for. Absolutely, absolutely. So it's midfield because the forward line, again, I think ours is is as good as theirs. I mean, yeah, obviously Kane, one of the best strikers in the league. We've got Martial, we've got Rashford. Um, I think if if you're being honest, you'd, you'd take Kane and then you'd probably play Martial and Rashford either side of it. Yes, yeah. Um, I, I wouldn't take... I don't think I'd take Daly Alley over anybody. No, I'm not a huge fan. I mean, uh, over the likes of um, Pereira Lingard. and Lingard, maybe. Yeah. Maybe in that number 10 role. Yeah, um, maybe, maybe. So, so we're talking maybe three, three, four players from Spurs' team, so you can't... Four or five. <laughs> no, but I mean, it, it, the left-back, potentially. Yeah. One midfielder. Yeah. Striker. Yeah. And a number 10. Yeah. So that's one, two, three, four yeah. of the starting lineup. Yeah. So... Yeah, if you, if you four, out of that. four out of 11. Yep. So you think we've got seven players that are better in their position than they have. You've got to say, perhaps we should be aiming for it. I think we should. I think we should. Um, definitely. Like you say, City and Liverpool, let's forget about if we get close to them, fantastic. And and we've got, I think we've got more chance of getting close to Liverpool because City are just ruthless. Um, I hope for a couple of injuries to Liverpool, a couple more injuries, I should say. Then, yeah, we, we might get closer to them. But, yeah, we should be going for third. We should. It, it's all very well being romantic and saying, oh, we should be challenging for the title. At this moment in time, we're not. So, therefore, we have to be like, get top three, a couple of really solid signings next summer, and then we challenge him for the title. Do you think we'll um, look into the market in January? I think there's potential there. I think it depends on uh, only midfield. Only midfield, or if we get a, a bad injury, such as we won't. Yeah. Um, but uh, only midfield. I guess it depends on how things shape up between now and then as well. If yeah. McTominay does really grow into that role and whether Fred finds some sort of uh, form or something like that. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. But, um, right, okay, so we will reconvene after Wolverhampton. Uh, that is next Monday, I believe. Yep, next Monday. Uh, so we will reconvene on the Tuesday with our thoughts from that game. Uh, we may have a uh, Wolves fan giving his opinion, and um, then yeah. we'll be looking to the Crystal Palace game the week after, yeah. back at Old Trafford, and uh, yeah, hopefully we'll be looking to make it three out of three. Yeah, so thanks for listening, especially that one guy in Australia. Yeah, we have apparently a listener in Australia. Uh, our stats have told us um, if this is if this is you and you're listening. Uh, to us waffle on uh, good day mate yeah dr- uh, drop us an email <laughs> yeah absolutely so you can email us on social at bornandred.com social at bornandred.com if, if you're the Aussie guy please email us give us some we don't care give us some opinion 
you know, while you're listening, that would be really cool, and we'll read it out on the next show. Even if you were listening by mistake. <laughs> we we, we want to know. What do you think he thought it was, Born and Red? Do you think he thought it was maybe a podcast about um, what, uh, barbecues? I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> Let, let's, uh, let's wrap it up there, and uh, thanks for listening, and um, we'll be back soon. See you soon.